Today's scripture reading is from John 13, 31 through 14, 7. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while, while I am with you, you will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Do you want to go to heaven? Of course, we all want to go to heaven. But how soon do you want to go to heaven? If heaven is such a great place to be, why don't we go there ASAP? By the way, do we know where is heaven? Do you know how to get there? What is heaven is like? In today's scripture reading, or read for us, Jesus declared his sixth I am statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He answered all our questions. But then, have you thought about why do we have to go to heaven? Why not? Do you know why? 
Because God is glorified. Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him at once. We go to heaven, not because we want to be in a perfect place, no tears, no pain, but because it is the desire of God. It is because it is the glory of God to bring universal, cosmic harmony, unity, and sovereignty of God with his creation. That's why. It is reconciliation with the creation which had been broken by the sin. Through Jesus' death, Jesus reconciled us, the cosmic brokenness reconciled with God, the Creator. And now we are called to participate in the ministry ruling in this kingdom of God. Jesus reconciled. For personally, for Jesus, Jesus completed his mission dying on the cross and returning to God. And Jesus returned to God. And we will return to God as well. Like Jesus, we were sent by God to this world. And we have to return to God, to heaven. So God will be glorified, and God will glorify us at once. But Jesus' disciples didn't understand, of course. So Jesus said to his disciples that little children... Yet a little while, I'm with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also said to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. Jesus is not looked down on them, calling little children for the grown-ups. Because Jesus called them little children, because that's how much he loved them. And he understands their ignorance. They cannot understand. Now, for a little while. Because going to heaven, premise, the forgiveness of sin, our sin through Jesus Christ. Without forgiveness of our sin, we cannot come to heaven. So a little while, 
is a time between the crucifixion and the resurrection. And Jesus is talking to disciples right before crucifixion. That's the little while. It's not the little while until the whole thing in the book of Revelation is over. Some Christians believe that. But that's not true. The little while is the time between Jesus' crucifixion and the resurrection. So now, of course, 2,000 years after this, we are in the kingdom of God. We are in heaven. Because this unity, the reconciliation of cosmic world, we are living in that. Heaven is not the place billion light years away from us. The heaven is here and now. Like we pray in Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. There are many Christians waiting and waiting until they get to heaven. Many Christians think they, when they die, they can go to heaven. It's not. We are in heaven, kingdom of God. So many Christians remain in the little while still. In that time, little while. Because they don't think they are in heaven. They don't experience, they don't experience heaven yet. Because they don't know what heaven is. So Jesus explained to disciples, heaven in three ways, three steps. The way, the truth, and the life. So first, the way to heaven. Jesus said, a new commandment I give it to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Remember, commandment always comes with the instruction. If you are a boss in your company, you don't tell your employee, to do something without instruction, right? You're not going to ask them to do something impossible. You tell them with the instruction, right, which they can do. 
saying, Jesus' commandment always comes with instruction. So no one can excuse not doing it. So Jesus commanded his disciples to love one another. And the instruction is the love they experienced from Jesus over the years. They experienced, they were loved by Jesus day and night. They lived with Jesus for three years. And they witnessed how Jesus loved all those people. The leprosy, the prostitute, blind men, Gentiles, all those people. How Jesus loved them. Jesus had been walked the way, lived the way. So Jesus' life was comparable to his teachings always. What is Jesus' love? What was Jesus' Jesus' love like? It is a self-transcending love. Jesus' love is being needed by others regardless who they are. Love is being gift for others. Just being there, being there for others. That's love. So Jesus saying the love, this love of Jesus is the way to heaven. Do you know this love? Do you experience this love? Second, Jesus is the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Because Jesus faced the same fate with us. The sin to death in our form. Human form, humanity, he God. So he faced the same fate with us. The sin to death to change our fate into the righteousness to life, eternal life, the true life. But Peter thought his love is enough. And his life is worth enough to love him. So he said, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Oftentimes we make the same mistake as a Peter. True love is facing the same fate with the one we love. So love means love the person's entirety. Everything about the person. Jesus loved you and me entirety of you and me. 
And we know there are many things. There are things in us Jesus would not love. But Jesus still loved us and he died for us. Amen. That's how Jesus loved. That's the way to heaven. Jesus loved you and me, not because we are worthy or good enough, but Jesus loves because Jesus is love itself. Jesus cannot hate us. That's one thing God cannot. God cannot hate us. So Jesus loved us. Peter loved Jesus. When Jesus was just hang out with, hanging out with him, when Jesus was popular, Jesus was a good teacher, good friend, Peter loved him. But when Jesus became the accused, condemned by the authority, and arrested, Peter couldn't face the same fate with Jesus. Right? He kept following Jesus wherever the authority took Jesus. But Peter denied Jesus three times. Because Peter couldn't face the same fate with Jesus. So Jesus told Peter, Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. It's not Jesus criticizing Peter's denial. But because Jesus let him know that he cannot face the same fate before Jesus died for him, before Jesus forgave him. So he had this new life. So it is more of a give Peter hope. We can't pay our debt. We cannot fix our problem, this eternal problem. So Jesus had to fix our problem. Only Jesus can pay our debt by his death and resurrection. For the new faith, our new faith, eternal life. So now... We can face the same fate with Jesus, eternal life. This body, flesh and blood, this body is already dead. We are dead to, already dead to this body when Jesus died on the cross. We have life in us. That's what Jesus died for, not for this. 
So do you know this truth? Are you facing the same fate with Christ here and now, today? You have the same fate with Jesus Christ, the eternal life, here and now, today? It means we must face the same fate with others, especially the needy and poor. If we believe, if we know our truth, our fate has been changed, then we must face the same fate with others, the needy and poor. In other words, it's compassion. Compassion. Compassion is, I will put myself with your same faith. I will suffer together. But if we don't, if we don't have a compassion, if Christians do not have compassion, then we are lying. If we say we know the truth, we have the same fate. And no one knows, the whole world, no one knows Jesus is the truth and what Jesus had done. But Love is not an easy task. It's not easy, right? Facing same fate with others, as per those strangers. The needy people, the poor people, they have their issues. It is hard to love sometimes. Even hard to help them. Why? Why? Why can we love and facing the same fit, same fate with others? Why can we love as Jesus loved us? Because we have fear. The fear is the poison for love. Fear kills love. The fear comes from this, which is already dead to us. So the fear not, or do not be afraid, all the same thing. Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible 365 times, somehow. Old and New Testament. Repeat and repeat, fear not, 365 times. More than any other command. Much more than love others. Forgive others. Much more than that. Because fear kills love. Fear kills our relationship with God. Why? Because fear means I'm in charge. I'm responsible. I'm my own. I want things my way. I don't need a God. 
If God is not my side, and God, I don't need a God. Because we are still in this flesh, confined in this body, so we fear and worry. But we have the antidote. Faith. Faith. We believe we are crucified with Jesus on the cross and raised into the new creation. We are not living, but Christ lives in us. So Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. See? Command. Fear not. Instruction. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus. What is believing? Do you believe eagles win today? No wonder we have a green everywhere today. God is on our side. We don't have any paramounts for gold and uh, red. What is believing? Believing is entrusting. Entrusting my fear, my concern, my worry to God. Like you invest your retirement 401k to some company, financial company, investment company. You entrust your asset to the company. Then you are ready to accept the result of that investment. Same thing. Believing God means entrusting my fear, my plan, my desire to God. And we are ready to accept. It is accepting the will of God. Whatever that is. And we have the peace of God. Confidence in God. Even though it is not what I desire. Even though it is a calamity to the world. Even though it is suffering. Even though it is a pain. Lots of tears. If it is the will of God, then we are entrusting everything. So we are ready to accept all this. So it is living in Kairos, the time of God, not in our time. Believing in God means we are living in God's time, God's limit, without limit, and God's dimension. It is a craving for Infinite as infinite, right? We are finite. We are finite. But we are craving for infinite. It is living in the world, the broken world today, with the kingdom perspective, heaven perspectives, the values of kingdom of God.
What do you believe? What do we church believe in God? And what do the world believe? Believing in God is not an easy task in the world. So Jesus tells his disciples the basis of our faith. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Is heaven like a luxury hotel with the millions of rooms? So every Christian checking in? No, it's not. The many room doesn't mean that all the suites, all the occupancy of the hotel, the heaven. No. Heaven is not a place. It is God himself. It is Jesus himself. What is heaven then? It is the life, Jesus himself. It is where people live in the sovereignty of God. The presence of God. In the communion with the triune God, Father God, Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God, the communion. We are living in that communion. So living in heaven means participating many rooms, many ministries, many opportunities to serve and to rule, and to lead, and to love this world. And this ruling, this participating in the ministry of God will continue after we die. But until we are here, until we return to God, we do ministry here. That is the many rooms in heaven. Right here. So are you serving others? Are you loving each other like Jesus loved us? And am I needed by someone? If not, if we are not, if I'm not, I'm not in heaven. I'm not in the communion with God. Are you in heaven? Remember, we church, the Christians are not going to heaven. We are in heaven today. 
We bring here, as we are here in the earth, we bring kingdom down. As we pray in Lord's Prayer, we bring kingdom down. By doing His will, God's will in here, on here. We're not going heaven, we are in the heaven. So we must live in the heaven, the kingdom of God, by serving and loving people in the world with the kingdom perspectives. Kingdom perspectives, what are they? We must live here with the kingdom perspectives. We live here as a United U.S. citizens, but we, ha- we must live here with the heaven, citizen of heaven perspectives. We are not traitor. We are not enemy of our country, but we living with the citizenship of heaven in this country, wherever we live. So what is the what is the what is the perspective of heaven? In the kingdom of God, love is justice. Love is justice. The unlimited responsibility for others, being needed by others, self-transcending for others is justice. But in the world, what is justice in the world? The power is justice. My victory is a justice, right? Throughout our history, human history, we learn that. Justice is for the victory of others. My victory, my country's victory is justice. Winning over competition is justice. Taking others Sacrificing others, even killing others, is justice in this world. In the kingdom of God, peace is when everyone is in peace. But what is the kingdom of the peace in the world? As long as I'm in peace, it is peace. As long as my family is okay, it is okay. When you hear news of a shootings or, you know, about tornadoes or hurricanes and all the floods and everything of other parts of our country, wow, okay, oh, I'm sorry for them. We, we should pray for them. Not really many people pack their stuff and then driving down to Florida and try to help them, Right? We don't really agonize because of the people suffering from tornado in Kansas or, you know, down somewhere. Drought and flood in California, we don't really suffer and agonize for them. They are not in peace, we are not peace. That's compassion. In the kingdom of God, service is what we do, what I do for others. We are just to serve others. But in the world, we expect to be served by others. 
right? We'll pay for it, or we may just make them do it. So simply, in the kingdom of God, the perspective of the kingdom of God, we live as a debtor. Because we owe God the forgiveness and love and this life, this new life, we, we owe him. So we must be humble and live by grace. But in the world, people live as a creditors. They live by taking things from others, taking for granted, right? Of course, I need this service. I need this, you know, this much. I need that quality. I need that. I need that. I demand because I pay. The world people living with the creditor as a creditors. And they are prideful. But because they have low self-esteem. Because they have this eternal deficiency. So they are always, endlessly, they want to, they want to be satisfied, but they never be satisfied. And they are still in the little while. They still don't have their salvation. That's why they are prideful, but they have low self-esteem. They are eternally deficient. So where do you live? Where do we live? In the kingdom? Or in the world. This is the Jesus six I am statement. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Again, the way is love one another as Jesus loved us. The truth is facing the same fate with the other one we love. And the life is participating the ministry of God with the kingdom perspectives here and now. So the life is living in the sovereignty of God, in the presence of God, in the communion with the triune God. So Jesus said, and Jesus is the only way to this life in truth and way. So Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. So we are the body of Christ here on this community. Right? And your family, your company, your workplace, your school, wherever you are, you are Jesus. You are representing Jesus. So you are the only way for them to know, get to Jesus, the way, truth, and life. If we don't live that way, then the people will never meet Jesus, the way, and truth, and life. Amen.